0: you mm-hmm. Don, who's with me for a spectacular podcast, because there's only how many more days to Halloween?
1: Oh, let's count
2: them up in my head. One, two, three, four. Two more days to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. Two more days to Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Two more
0: days to Halloween. That's the uh, four more days to Halloween movie from Silver Shamrock Enterprises, from a movie that scared the shit out of me when I was a teenager called Halloween Four or something.
1: Okay, that was completely lost on me because I can't watch horror.
0: It's just that dip, 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 four more days to Halloween, Silver Shamrock. And it was kind of an Irish-themed one which is about leprechauns. It was like really? the, it was a leprechaun horror. And, and of course, the problem with horror is that a lot of them are meant to be funny. Like, for example, Scream. I, I was terrified by Scream and apparently that's meant to be an ironic horror movie that's kind of supposed to be funny, but...
1: Um, horror films I've watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre don't ask me why I thought that would be acceptable to watch I watched it in the afternoon one day
0: does exactly what it says in the tin.
1: yeah but I can't watch horror films it's it's the sound
0: yeah yeah and the music
1: I enjoy gothic horror theme like I enjoy American horror stories stuff like that where it's not actually horror I enjoy spooky shit but I just can't deal with horror I don't, I'm not a person who enjoys being scared it fucks at my yeah, head I don't,
0: I'm the same I have no idea why anyone would want to sit in at night and put on a horror movie and scare shit out of I beg your
1: pardon I did see one other horror film and I don't remember what it was called it, I went to the cinema with my friends and they wanted to go and see it and I was like just delighted to be invited along and I knew it was a bad idea but I thought oh sure, I'm sure I can manage it I left in an ambulance
0: <laughs> I shit you not would would you pass out?
1: Uh, I had a panic attack really bad it was so much worse because it was in a cinema and like Bear in mind, I'm autistic, so, like, being in the dark, having it be really, really loud can actually be quite overwhelming for me in general, but, like, I get through it, I'm fine, but when it's also, like, the entire way through a horror movie, if you put it out, if a horror movie, if you stripped all the music from it, I'd be fine, there's nothing too gory, I couldn't manage, but it's the music that puts the shits up me, and it really affects me, so I'm trying to get up, I'm having a panic attack, so I'm really dizzy, and I'm not getting oxygen, and I'm having to find my way out. While being terrified and it's really really loud which is the biggest problem on top of being dark and i just i think i ran out of air like i collapsed and i walked my head and got a concussion I had to be carted out at the back of the square
0: lovely not having raised thankfully uh, happy not to have ever had to raise ankle biters is halloween in ireland i mean I, I've, I've started noticing that halloween is getting quite american here so when i was in america People were like fucking spending 20,000 US dollars on their Halloween decorations and it was reminiscent of a set that you wouldn't let Alec Baldwin on with an unloaded (laughs) snurf gun. Um, And it's starting to creep in here in Dublin.
1: Well, I mean, first of all, Halloween is actually our thing, just to Mm. be quite fucking clear. So I've no no, no bones of that. Well, explain that. Like everything else, nicked from pagan festivals. So we have... Sound which is kind of different, but we also have All Saints Day, so like Halloween night is something that was here long before. And it was, yeah, we didn't have fancy costumes years ago, we had like old clothes, and you'd go door to door and you wouldn't say trick or treat. What was it you're supposed to say again? It's gone out of my head.
0: Um, was it not trick or treat?
1: No, that was that. No, that was something that was brought in from t- TV in America, yeah. And like your granny and granddad, like, why are you saying trick or treat? That's not what you say. It help worked. the Halloween party. Was it? Yeah.
0: I know, I think we but said was trick something or treat back well. in the day. yeah, it was, it, was, it was something like, give us a sweet and we brick your house.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was more the that, that. Give us a, a speech
0: speech. we and we burn you out. We, we well, do we, a black and tans well, on you.
1: Like, I love the idea, but basically it's children and young people, but especially little kids, decide uh, we're going to demand our parents dress us up all spooky and shit and if we're not going to pay for stuff we're going to wear our mad stuff to put together a costume and then we're going to arrive at people's door random people's door, not even announce who we are, know how are you, know how are things, how's the husband and then we're going to demand a ransom of sweets or else we're going to, like, even the small, smallies saying trick or treat I mean when you just think about it, and, and people do this, I'm going to go out and buy a load of shit for random kids to come to my door, demand a fucking ransom be rude to me and off they fuck and then I get that somebody else at the door the next 10 minutes. It's it's genius. Fair play to kids.
0: I mean, I have a long list of reasons why I never, I'm I so glad I never had children. Sort of the whole Halloween thing would be way down the list but it'd be in the top 100. But it's also a great reason to live in an apartment building.
1: <laughs> well, I will say controversial opinion. I do not, like I don't like Christmas. A lot of people don't like Christmas. I find the whole thing really fucking stressful. Yeah. But I mean, to I do it but I, I'm into it. Halloween, I always did fucking enjoy. costumes and being creative loved that as a kid so I loved it when my kids were born and I was like really fucking broke when they were small and at that stage every child had costumes bought for them it's just what you do and people had decorations That, that kind of started when my eldest was born that was kind of a real thing but I couldn't so, so, and I can't fucking sew for shit, but I can mend things. But I fucking, my guy's some deadly costumes over the years.
0: Yeah, those of you with access to the Don's uh, Facey book page can scroll through her photographs and see <laughs> the.
1: Uh, Madam's uh, fifth which birthday is the best are one. very good. Was that the well, that, that one? Yeah, so she had, she turned five in October, like a week or two before Halloween. And I was like, she's only started school and I want her to be able to make friends. I'd her to be the only kid not to have a party. So I was like, "Grand had a party. But it was that stage where you kind of have to invite everybody or nobody. And I couldn't afford the hundred quid to get like a haul, which some people usually do. So I turned my house into a set and we decided to do the Salem witch trials. And I made us all outfits. And um, I think I, in hindsight, I was probably having a bit of a nervous breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> but if, if you've if you accessed, it is well, well worth having it's a look. It's not but even then...
0: to have a nervous breakdown while dressed as a witch from the Salem period.
1: Oh, so. it is. It really yeah. worked. Yeah. But I, I made her a three-tier cake like a wedding cake it was a three tier cake covered in black and it, had, it was fucking deadly in fairness to me
0: this year the dawn's little fella has dressed brilliantly as a plague doctor given the current climate Halloween will be probably a reasonable uh, mass spreading event for Covid as it continues to lurk tittering in the background as politicians open up society just as numbers start escalating again which is hilarious when I was trick or treating in the 70s It was a really big thing in terms of the stuff you'd get. Yeah. Because you you weren't allowed sweets. You didn't get many sweets. And so, you you know, you got loads of monkey nuts and Brazil nuts and hazelnuts and shit like that, which the dad's was busy. You get coppers as well and coins. Yeah. you You get about, like, you know, a couple of old pounds and that would mean you you go to the shop and then, you know, the parents like mine would confiscate, you know, and and, and meet out your ration of sweets, which was like... like, So today kids can get sweets whenever they want, right? They go to the shop and go, Dad, can have sweets? Or Mum, can have sweets? And they go, yeah, yeah, here, have some sweets.
1: Because there's a generation gap there. Yeah, kids were more excited about it when I was a kid. However, they were more spoiled. They were kind of, you got to the point where they didn't care as much. Like they were sloppy. So like I grew up in a housing estate that there were 100 houses, but it was kind of across the main road and it was away from all the other estates. So it was like, that's kind of what you have to work with. There it's a bit maybe, like Britain today. Yeah, but there's like maybe four or five cul-de-sacs back on back and ours was on the first road in. And so we had a system, like I, I can't stand my brother never could. But everybody else went with the neighbourhood kids. We did not go with the neighbourhood kids. We timed it carefully to make sure that we were going at the right time. And we'd do it road by road even though I meant that we had to come all the way so back to the estate. yeah. Early. So we'd do yeah. it road by road and come back. You don't want to go with your bag looking too full. That's a fucking mistake. Yeah. Now when we were very small our mum used to wait at the back and we used to give her, her our stuff and put the shite into her bag so we didn't like, look a bit hungry when you're at the door. But we also used to come back road by road and say to my dad if you do it on the door here's three apples we got you may hand them out to the trickle-treaters. <laughs> so we'd give them the shite we'd give them the do not touch pile if you got like a dip dab or something I would be fucking so upset if that was gone. So you have your golden pile that they would not touch. You the orange stuff, if they have to dip into, and then you've got the yeah, give, get rid of that load of monkey nuts. It's a load of fucking apples. Get rid of that shit. Don't like them. Get rid of them.
0: Recycling uh, Halloween gifts or begging uh, bowls, which is, uh, leads us nicely into the other thing that's happening and kicking off on the on Halloween, which is the uh, climate change conference from Glasgow, called badly named actually, COP twenty six. Which stand was it? COP St.
1: Conference of Party.
0: Conference, yeah, yeah, it doesn't sound so urgent, it doesn't yeah. sound like we need to do anything about it. It's not like live aid or band aid or you know, I know,
1: but it sounds like it's like a- band 26. aid, live aid makes me think AIDS, AIDS, but COPD, I think, like, so it's still like it's a panic, you'd, you'd be concerned. It's well, I, mean, I, th- I think when
0: band aid and live aid came along, AIDS was just becoming a thing, well, you exactly. Know? So, so it was like, oh, yeah, it's fine, you but know?
1: they're obviously doing the same thing with the COP because you just automatically think COPD, yeah.
0: We're going to cough our way through Cla- Glasgow with the cold, with coronavirus. So, yeah, we have climate change still, you know, rattling away. We touched on it, I think, last episode of the episode before. I just, you know, can't see it being anything other than lip service. And I, I hate to say that pessimistically. Yeah. But um, we were. I did have an idea, which was cow bags or cow nappies or something <laughs> like that, where, you <laughs> know, the, the <laughs> our Irish herd is... You know, contributing something like thirty percent or something, twenty percent of our greenhouse gases mainly through their methane farts. And I thought like is no one I think they're I think they're working on feed to give our cows that makes them fart less, but I just like the idea that if people came to Ireland and they just drove through the countryside and all little cows with big nappies on them. <laughs> <laughs> Pampers like I used to work on Pampers they could make they could they could make the cow nappy and they could have brown be they could have brown liquid on the nappy showing what happens in their little fucking see uh, Procter and Gamble love doing little animated things of how their things work which is all horse shit but or, or cow shit in this case but you could have like a big nappy and a cow splatter going down on yeah, top of it and what happens you know neutralises
1: because the kind of companies that you're mentioning there well what actually happen is they wouldn't do that they do cow fart tents, which so cows become, even though cows are like well treated in Ireland, they become the next battery chickens to well, no, us having no, to put
0: money No, because we into. have to protect the kind of fact that we're grass fed. So, on the one hand, we're saying our cows are grass fed, they're out in the air, they're, eat, they're eating natural grass, hence our butter is better. Bitter, batter, bet Betty butter, bald, butter, bitter, butter, butter, better, Betty bought a bit of butter but the bitter butter
1: Betty bought the better. better. So batter puts a <laughs> butter, better. better. <laughs> if you're not
0: well, going to do it, let me do it. Bitty batter bought some butter made her batter better. Bitty <laughs> batter bought some better butter made her batter Bitter. <laughs>
1: Betty bought a bit of butter, but the bit of butter Betty bought was bitter. So be- Betty bought another bit of butter, and the bit of butter Betty bought was better than the bit of butter Betty bought before.
0: So that's the ad campaign that's running for Ireland and the Americas for uh, Kerrygold butter. And <laughs> But, you know, so we have to keep them outdoors. But uh, you could imagine farmers, like, complaining about the price of nappies for their cows. <laughs> the <laughs> they would be marching on Kildare Street. The tractor's like, holding yeah. up the town. They'd be coming out from the the farming supply place with their fucking big cans of oil and worm drencher and <laughs> huge nappies for their cows. <laughs> <laughs> trying to catch the cows and put their feet into some of the stuff and put it back And out. having to
1: change the nappies as well. Because
0: cows are like real dirty pooers, you know, like if uh, you think about me. a horse, like a ho- like horses before racing, some of them just go, ugh could do it, squeezing out a few I imagine that,
1: like you I always
0: go, bet on that horse, bet on the horse that's just dropped a load before he goes into the stalls because he's like, yeah. he's lighter. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Like, it's but like I, when you always weigh yourself after is, your first morning poo and go, "Oh, maybe I'm lighter if I do that."
1: As you said, you've never reared ankle biters, and I'm just saying, all I can think about is the person is to change that nappy and it's gone. The shite has gone all of its back, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you go, "For fuck's
0: sake!" Like, cows are cows are really dope animals. So it's like they're sitting there, they'll be lying down, and be <laughs> smearing everywhere. But like there, there has to be some way. Like or, or, the other thing is, like you could have maybe just a little sort of like little calipers that sort of sits on their back that's got some kind of suction thing. So every time they fart or shit, it just sucks it all up and, I don't know, it does something with it. I mean, there's got to be some way rather than just killing the fucking cows, of uh, reducing their, their carbon emissions. Yeah, but
1: see that brings me back to my point of like the little calibres that are like, suctioning it out. Okay, so we still have, they're wandering around grass-fed, there's nothing covering that up, so they're not battery in terms of we still get the great butter and all that, but the poor fucking cows. That's what would happen. Well, I mean, I mean, let's, worse. let's
0: have an interview with the cows and see what they prefer, a bolt through the fucking head or a little nappy. And I'd say most of the cows will pick the nappy route. I mean, I. I if, well, what
1: about you? If you're ever in nappies, take do you want me? Do you want me to hold a pillow over your face, or do you say no? I'm grand as long as I'm not going Gaga. But if you have to wipe my arse, I can live with that.
0: I'm wearing my depend adult undergarment as we talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll get on to that as a point with Shoni B. We'll get on to care bags or cow nappies. I'll contact my people in P and G. Still have a few friends in there, believe it or not, and they might be able to do something for us on the on a wide scale. It'd be a bit like the the war effort where. Uh, you know,
1: <laughs> be the change you want to where, see, Shorty.
0: Where American presidents were press ganging, you know, Boeing to make tanks. We're going to press gang P and G to make cow nappies to save the climate. And that idea is free, P and G, if you're listening, because uh, you know an ad agency would charge you probably a hundred million dollars for that. Yeah, but someday source.
1: I might have great grandchildren that might actually survive because climate change has been slowed stopped even. Yeah. Well, slowed anyway. We've saved the world, literally. And yeah. I get to be the one that they go, my great-grandmother and her weird fucking boyfriend <laughs> saved the world. And if you're counter- listening to
0: this in the future and you're all still you're here, welcome. you're welcome, yeah. But, I mean, I just can't see it. it it's a bit like if there, was a, if there was an asteroid coming towards us and we found out it was very serious in 2005, which is roughly when... Al Gore's movie came out, and you know it was yeah. all—it was actually in the seventies. We knew this was going to happen, and we've just been ignoring it. And yeah. Donald Trump, like people, have been making mockeries of it and saying we, we just need to keep keep making money and spending. But if we if the if we found out in two thousand five that there was an asteroid that was liable to hit us in twenty thirty or twenty fifty, we would have we we are good at that because it's a single minded proposition. We need to get something into space attach itself and blow itself up or something like that right yeah a nuclear bomb on a fucking asteroid and we've already landed we've actually landed on an asteroid which is kind of amazing but this thing is so nebulous it's like as i said before it's like, it's like a, a thousand things need to change like every industry needs to stop fucking wasting heat and wasting paper and wasting cartridge ink and
1: But we haven't even been able to get our shit together with an 18-month pandemic
0: no, I know. Uh, well, we I mean, like, we, we, the first but, but again, the, the, the pandemic version of that is we have managed to get six million, yeah. sorry, twelve million shots into most of the people in this country twice. Yeah, which we're good. See, that's a single-minded thing. But when it's nebulous, it's like, well, no, keep your distance problem. and wear a face mask and don't yeah. go out. It's like but, no fuck But, about. right?
1: What people have done with the pandemic is gone look, I'm willing to get the vaccine, I'm willing to do this, but what I'm not willing to do is sit at home when everybody else is like, if if my effort makes no difference, if everybody else is going to do shit, I'm not going to, I'm not, how much am I going to pay to do my bit if everybody else is doing shit, right? Like America, they were the first to get the fucking vaccines they still can't get half them to take it. So they're gone to shit because they, they can't even get their own people to behave. Yeah. Now, climate affects us all globally, which you kind of doubt as well. But the point comes where you go, if other countries aren't, aren't going to do it, they, like, we can't stay home forever. There's going to be new variants coming in the whole time because everybody's not going to do what they're told, even yeah. if Ireland does. Now, Ireland's not particularly doing told to, to on climate, but, I mean, it's the same fucking thing.
0: Yeah, and then we have, we have Donald Trump, weirdly, is also a climate denier, <laughs> which means all of the people in, in America, not all, but most of the people in America who are not, Getting vaccinated are Donald Trump supporters. Oh, the climate's bullshit as well. Okay, let's bring Donald Trump back and watch him just tarmacadam the entire fucking country (coughs) just for ease of driving purposes or something. And everyone go, hooray, let's get rid of Yellowstone Park and just make it into a fucking car park. Which is very pessimistic of us because we uh, clearly do have to get our act together on this if, you know, it's it's something that's very important and well, pressing no, to look, the planet.
1: Maybe when we do our cow nappy thing, people might kind of go, Jesus, it's been a ho-. Might Might spur people on.
0: Cow nappies. That, you heard it here first.
1: That's cow diapers for the American system. Cow,
0: cow diapers, yeah. Um, and they could come in big bags. Yeah, would be, be good. What else has been going on? We, what, yes, we, we're coming to you at the end of the uh, squid game phenomenon which was mental, wasn't it?
1: It was mental. We watched that speaking
0: of scary things or weird things. Well
1: do you know what's scary? I had so I didn't let sleep at all last night. I got two hours and then I was up all fucking night in pain with my women's business. But I did wake up after a really weird nightmare. So like you and I were going drinking somewhere. We had to go up these big stairs and it was kind of we were outdoors, I don't know, cody. But you kinda of went ahead of me and I kinda of followed you and got and I got there and some fucker has almost like a bar But there's about eight puppies, and one by one, they have to fight each other, and whichever one falls down dies. And you have to run this, or else you get killed. (laughs) And And so it was a total squid game, but with cute puppies. And I'm sitting there feeling icky, but I know you're kind of... But you get to the last two, and you're like, I can't fucking do this. So then they took you out, and I was like, oh, shit. And then, you know the song Grace? Like, the Irish song people started seeing that and I started seeing Alone and I had to climb out of a hole and I was like, oh shit, I think this is an omen. Puppies fighting and it being Squid Game and then seeing Grace, which for anybody who doesn't know is, is, is about a couple who got married because he was about to be executed. So that gave me the, oh shite, Shown he's not okay, fine. <laughs> but that was my Squid Game nightmare last night with puppies. But like, what I
0: can understand about Squid Game, and like I, I get it, like, you know, there was some very interesting and, games in it and it was gory and it was there was a nice underlying commentary on capitalism and and you know gladiators and x-factor and how people just will do anything for money these days but the um actual show itself was just full of fucking holes everywhere i mean it was like the the, the the whole premise of the show which i kind of copped weirdly towards the end that the old man was behind it all but then you find out it's it's been going since 1988 is this the first year they had a problem with it? <laughs> and then you know that that night that they all started of beating the shit out of each other, and then the next night it was fine. No one beat the shit out of anybody. You know, it's just like kind of, it just it, like just didn't I make just, sense. I
1: just them to be. I, I think there were moments where I was like, yeah, I can see where that might be a bit of a hole, but it might it might become clear to us. I didn't I didn't really come away feeling like there were any giant holes in it. To be honest, when I dropped on Netflix and I saw it, I was like some Korean game show where they'd all fight kind of fight to the deaths or you know oh, yeah. yeah, Christ no I could think of nothing worse I was like fuck no but because it was so popular I was like now you see I some things aren't my bag but it, it it's in Korean and it's like you kind of go that can't be that many people's bag and if everybody's watching it, if it's number one in Ireland if it's just non-stop there has to be more to it. You watch it
0: dubbed and I watched yeah. it subtitled and I'd be a sort of purist in subtitling and you don't really like subtitling. Well, I just get too tired. But I thought actually when we then started watching the last few episodes together we went with the dubbed version. I thought the dubbed version was better.
1: Yeah. I've yeah, noticed that with subtitle. Netflix because the other way dubbed is often shite but I will watch dubbed because often when we get to watch stuff it's late at night and I've been with the kids all day and I just have enough concentration to follow the subtitles so mm. I, I needed to be dubbed but I would have otherwise said uh, dubbing is shite but I've noticed the last few things I've watched you can see it if you look for it, but you, you don't see it the whole time you're watching it. The dubbing has been quite good on Netflix.
0: Yeah. We should well, I mean, starting with, you know, the Korean wave, I suppose, started with Gangnam style a couple of years ago. And we, we actually have a a listener in Gangnam. I don't know, by the way, we, we a lot of people write in about the strangest place that Pine to Shawnee Bee was listened to this week. And they kind of like that. And they're a bit worried do I know who? And I don't know who is listening. I just know where they're listening. And that's only on a very small proportion of my listenership that's to do with SoundCloud. So I don't know who's listening on, if you're on an iPhone or if you're on some of the bigger other platforms Uh, because there were some people who wrote in to me saying, we're trying to go to obscure places to log in just to to piss me off and get registered as this week's point. So all the places are actually true, but uh, we do, and we do have a listener in Gangnam. So hello to our Korean listener in Gangnam and feel free to leave a note or a message to us. And, um, but yeah, so, and, and then Parasite won the Best Picture Oscar, which you haven't seen yet, but it's a brilliant film. I mean, I saw that way before it was kind of touted for the Oscars. And yeah, absolutely. I remember you loved said, It I remember you I that, this yeah. is brilliant. But I never, you never think you know, a, you a movie about? from Korea is going to win. Uh, but it's fantastic. And, um, this is kind of similar. That it, it, it has a kind of, the Korean stuff has a sort of a, a comic book feel to it it's it, it, it's almost like it's not batman because it's not superheroes but it's almost got a kind of a you know you could Im- i could imagine it as a you know the, the in yeah. in, in, co- in korea and japan they're big into their anime and yeah. they're big into their comics like you go on you go on the subway in tokyo in the morning and there's guys reading graphic pornographic oh yeah
1: yeah all the little
0: schoolgirls getting Roger by giant octopus and, sticks and, yeah. and so they're, they're sitting there reading it like beside you on the train Willy nilly, so to speak, but um, yeah, it's got that kind of weird. Um, uh, it's very original. It's kind of it, it. It's hard to describe, but yeah, Squid Game. And we also finished just finished watching Made. You liked Made last night.
1: I did. I thought it was well done. I mean, I found it a little bit convenient at times, in that it wasn't quite miserable enough for my taste. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I think I'd be watching Made. Would kind
2: of sit there and go, Jesus, she can't catch a break. I don't believe it. Made was
0: about a yeah, domestic violence girl suffering from domestic violence at the hands of an alcoholic boyfriend whose name is Sean Boyd, which I wasn't too keen on. And her she, mother
1: kept calling him Sean.
0: And B. Her, and <laughs> the girl's mother, not his mother, the girl's mother kept cutting, kept calling him Sean e. I'm Not sure and him Sean Sean B. B yeah, you she got Seanie once. Yeah, she did. So that was disturbing for me, but anyway, she's a girl who's trying to get away, and she goes to refuges, and she makes a number of weird decisions, in my view. But as you said, she's only twenty five. wasn't particularly my cup of tea, but you liked
1: it. Yeah, huh? a lot of it was so very close to my own personal history. So for me, like, even though you're watching it the whole time, going, I can't believe that's gone wrong for her. That's gone wrong for her. To be honest every third thing that happened, I was going, as if that would have fallen into place, my hole. As as if you're going to rock up, oh, convenient, there was an apartment just ready in the the domestic violence shelter. Was there? Fucking brilliant. As if he would just decide, I'm going to sign over for you. So there was actually far too much that went right for it.
0: It was wearing its its, uh, storyline on its sleeve a little bit, you could say. Uh, Everything was a bit convenient. But it probably does a nice job of, again, as you said, it's number three in Ireland. It's gone around the world. It was a nice public service job to maybe give yeah. people advice on how to get out of situations like that which so few people do. Now, um, anything else that you uh, dug?
1: Oh, I have news fear. Oh, have you heard about Father Michael
0: King? I have not heard about Father Michael King.
1: Well, Father Michael King is the... Uh, Curate, which is type of priest in Gerton County Galway, I say is meaning was uh, he's a lad in his forties yeah. uh, who was late to the priesthood. Before that, he was a barman at one stage in Galway, and he was big into theatre and amateur acting, bit of comedy, that kind of stuff. But he he joined the seminary. Yeah, so he had a TikTok, and last weekend the uh, I think the bishop had to send out for it to be read from t- to parishioners an apology because of his tasteless TikTok and that he's been removed. But we will pray for him to work through his issues. But for the foreseeable, he would be gone. So on his TikTok, right, the particularly egregious one is, uh, it's written on it, um, if I had to do the playlist for funerals, which is funnier because he's actually a priest. Yeah. And it was the usual stuff like Highway to Hell and You'll Never See Me Again, the dance song and stuff like that. It was quite tame, but there was, there was uproar about that. And then he also had, it's so funny what should being reported, some of the sexual content. So for instance, <laughs> he's topless in one of the videos, responding to, there's a trend on TikTok. So sometimes you can kind of stitch your reaction video to somebody else's video. So some girl had herself with a hairdryer up her <laughs> dress and her boyfriend in the background is going, what are you doing? And she, and she goes, I'm heating up your dinner. And he goes, I'm hungry. Now, when they report about this, you can tell they're, they're all so old. Nobody reporting on it actually is on TikTok, so they don't even understand. It's not the priest speaking. He's just mouthing what's going on in her video. So he mouthed along the, I'm hungry. But you obviously understand the joke of what the dinner is. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: but he's he's lying in his bed with no top on, just shooting the shit, which like, it's not, wasn't actually particularly sexual. It was just joking along. But because he's a priest, it's a problem. Mm. And uh, he also replied to someone's comment on a video some girls commented a side note but he was like pineapple does not belong on pizza bitch and some, something else but quite tame but because he was addressing her as bitch which would be the way people would talk to each other with no harm done but there was fucking uproar about the sexual content and the tasteless remarks about funerals. so he's been removed and what i'm laughing at is the idea that that sexual content when he's so clearly gay He's so clearly gay. I mean, like, I haven't even heard of him. Him and apparently
0: just, 80% of priests. Well, I
1: was reading a lot about that I mean, uh, this morning. I was estimated at about 75 is where the different figure I was coming in. 75, 80. Yeah, that where I was coming person, in from lots of different bi, people. maybe. Well, yeah, so that was, it was in the seminary. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like In the seminary, they're all flicking towels at each other in yeah. the shower. like, ooh.
1: But, I mean, bear in mind, remember, remember in 2016, the big thing about Grindr in the seminary here, so our sem our main seminary was once the biggest in the world, I think. Uh, seminary, and so it would have been for about five hundred priests. It's down to like it was down to like forty by last five. year. <laughs> but it's in minute <laughs> So they were caught. All the priests are on fucking grinder. And the thing is, like literally it is seven or eight out of ten are gay. Other ones are kind of can be persuaded for want yeah. of a woman. And it's also it's kind of well known that in the first year of the seminary in confession they'll cruise for you. In the, and it's kind of a part of an initiation from the on seniors and all that kind of thing. So they know this. It's just gotten messier than at their own grinder because Such they're sitting see. there in the bed and, then, and you've got your location on. It's like two metres away. <laughs> your <Yeah. laughs> problem solved. Next door. Yeah. But,
0: but I, I, mean, I, I, I brought this up on the, on the podcast before and it, when I started the podcast, I had this bit that I did which was about priests in Ireland and there was no gayness in Ireland really until the 70s or 80s. So you were, you know, you was really religious. You grew, you grew up and then you get a calling. And when you were a little boy, you'd be in class and the, t- and the priest would say, you say to the priest, how do you, how do I know you're, uh, I'm going to get a calling to become a priest? And he goes, Oh, God will make it clear to you that be, you're to become a priest. And if you're a little kid and you're going through sort of puberty, you're not fancying women because obviously, obviously mm-hmm. one of the things about being yeah. a priest is chastity. You kind of go, okay, well, you don't even know what gay is, right? So you go, okay, I, uh, I'm not really, attracted yeah. to women so I must be this must be my calling and probably when you went to the priest oh you have a calling and you probably had kids going I'm not interested in women oh that's your fucking calling and yeah. so unbeknownst or possibly be to the Catholic Church they were hoovering up all the gay men so to I speak I think it was very Ireland. much known
1: I think it was yeah. very much known because it's been a long since established thing that it's kind of part of the first year and was for years it's just changed since you got the internet but, I mean, what happened at that time is that the Archbishop, who stepped down recently, Tiamat Term- Martin, he threw a little wobbly and said he wasn't sending any more of his priests to uh, St. Patrick's Maynooth he was either going to send them to Rome or they could be kind of like, I don't know, home school educated within the parish because it was a toxic environment. Not because of the gayness, but because little bitches were sending anonymous letters outing them and that was a toxic environment for his priests to be in. So <laughs> it's like literally, well, it's a big fucking orgy. But, but like,
0: when did, like the, uh, there's, a, there's a whole thing I mean, with
1: me. You know the classic uh, line of, you know, if you had a sportive mother and if you're brave enough to come out to your parents, the most sportive answer you could get is well at least we'll have a free priest in the family.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know that. But like, there was, the, like, there's a bit where, well, maybe gay people can enlighten me on this. There's a bit with gayness, right, where it became, it was, like, fine for eight. like, in, in ancient Rome and, and Greece, it was, like, fine. You could have a little boy sucking your dick, no problem, and it was part of his path to manhood, right? Yeah. And then, and, and then you know, I suppose, you know, if you look at the sort of Renaissance period, there was a lot of, like, Bollocks is on display for want yeah. of a better word in statuary and in, in in painting, and and it was all kind of situation. And everyone was wearing quite makeup and wigs. I'm and <laughs> getting the vapors with my little hanky here. you know so it was lots that's yeah. that. And then it became like really fucking that. Na- so it's, it clearly is linked to Catholicism. It's clearly linked well, to no, the church because
1: during those time Just during those times when so men were wearing makeup and men were wearing high heels and all the things that we could see would, would then become hyper feminized. They weren't for women at all. They were for men, yeah. so it was very much a masculine thing: was to be adorned, which is the same. Yeah, the no, Cultures. It, even but if you we were adorned,
0: it wasn't necessarily that you were gay. But it was no. A, but
1: the point is that was actually a hypermasculine behaviour to be yeah. so adorned but and but to be I, so poncy. What I want
0: to know is when, you know, when did gay become a really bad thing, or was it was it always a really bad thing, or was it? Like, and it's, obviously, it's not a really bad thing. I mean, societally and religious religious ossity wise, it was a really bad thing. I mean, there was there's no mention of homosexuality in the Bible that I know of there's sodomy and stuff like that that you mentioned, but there's no actual castigation. I mean if you think about, if you think about the, the the struggle for of, of black people through slavery, okay, you can go right, there was all these people presumably in you know, African countries, and then suddenly these fucking white guys with guns arrived and captured them and sent them off hundreds of years ago to become slaves, and they, they still carry that yoke today. But like the the gay thing, it it just seems to have been like it there doesn't.
1: Yeah, not, but you know, I can Bible, understand
0: in Ireland. You know was so the Bible thing about fuck each other, but
1: if you know the Bible thing about man should not lie with man, which was actually badly translated, and a lot of people are of the opinion that, that was actually referring to don't you shouldn't be taking little boys. Right. But but it, it was closely translated, yeah. and it, so it became that it is in the Bible that you cannot be gay. But like, there's a lot of. which bit of the Bible made it in and who translated it. So, I mean, that's the problem when you have a work of fiction
2: becoming. Yeah.
1: But, so there's a lot of that. And then you've got Victorian sensibilities as well. At a certain point, yeah, it's a lot of religion. (laughs) All the way through, religion, like when you think about why is there so much gayness in the church? Okay, well, because they're fucking celibate. Now, they're celibate because of inheritance the The reason they can't have they 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 stopped being able to have wives was because fuck this the Roman Catholic Church isn't going to hand over their money for looking after families mm-hmm. and wives and inheritance that's the only fucking reason and clearly that's where all the gayness came in and then you kind of wonder like I mean certainly now when I look at that TikTok priest I mean he looks like great crack he looks like he like he and he's kept mentioning alcohol and going over pints and stuff and that that was a problem as well he looked like a great life and I'm going why the fuck did he join the priesthood right. well, you're not allowed and I'm to any guessing, fun
0: if you're a priest well apart from apart
1: no, I'm guessing he just decided I am joining this fucking orgy. Because I can't imagine why the fuck else somebody who's having a grand yeah. life, having a grand social life, decides. You know what I'll do now? I'd like to say mass every week.
0: But then we have that. I mean, the, the, no it, matter the,
1: how pretty the dresses are.
0: I've, I've listened to uh, Bart Ehrman, who's fantastic. If you want to go down this rabbit hole on YouTube about studying the origins of the Bible yeah. and how accurate it is, and it's completely fictitious and Hiya. inaccurate. And like, shocker, I just can't understand why people still cling. To like, just just take that homosexuality thing, where it's just, you know, when I was growing up, it was like if you were gay, you got beaten up. You certainly got bullied in school. Yeah, for being gay, or even if you were, or even if you just looked or sounded gay. Yeah, it was the worst possible thing
1: you could ever be. Like it's funny, I asked my kids about this recently. I don't know, how it came up, but I asked them recently because like when I was growing up, so mine are eight and a half and just gone eleven. So that's the perfect age. I don't know about you, but that was the perfect age where everything is gay. That's gay. This is gay. The reason you can't cry anymore is because they say you're gay. Like, you know, that's the perfect age for all that. And I, I, I came up. I was asked them both individually, separately. I was like, the topic of gay came up. And I was like, do people still do that? Like, do people sli- get sli- for being gay? And they're like, no. But it wasn't in the same way. Like, if you asked about racism, they'd go, no, no, no. no. Like, the, if, if someone said the N word, like, they'd never be spoken to again. Like, mm. it'd be social suicide to ever say that. But that wasn't the response I was getting from Gay. I, the, the response I was getting about Gay was they were just utterly perplexed. And it's not that mine, I mean, like, look, they come, come from a progressive household, but it's but not that they wouldn't be... that
0: anyone would.
1: They, they, they were just yeah. like, no. And I was like, and I'm just curious because it was always, obviously they shouldn't and all that, but it was always said, is it not even in Jess, like, is that even if they're not bullying people, do they say, oh, your, your runners are gay looking? And they just kind of looked at me absolutely perplexed. Yeah, They were like, yeah, no, I, I believe you. Because like I'd have talked in ways of the world and shit that I don't like about how Ireland used to be. And, no, my values. A part of teaching my values is teaching them what I think is fucking wrong and what we don't accept. Yeah. But they were genuinely perplexed that because I'm only 20 years older, that I went to the same school and when I was their age 20 years ago, it was just Everywhere. Yeah, you shouldn't beat gay people to death. It's really bad when you do that. However, you'd be deeply ashamed. The worst thing ever. I mean, it'd be fucking mortifying. The filthiest, most disgusting thing you could be would be gay. Mm. Nobody would be happy with that. But, there, there, but we won't beat you to death. That was as tolerant as it was. Yeah,
0: there are some signs that were coming... That You know, that, you know we talked about climate change earlier and I just can't see Anya and Yunnan in any way... Doing anything other than just rolling their eyes and thanking us for fucking up the planet by the time they get to um, to their twenties or whatever, but there is this kind of feeling from kids that you get where even things like what are you smoking for? You fucking idiot! Why are you Why are you drinking so much? And there's it that there feels like there's a sort of a a nicer, kinder kind of child out there. I don't know in about general. those
1: examples because we were just meant little fucks ourselves up until about the age of ten, and then suddenly we start smoking around the bike bo- the bike
0: sheds. Yeah, but there's like, hardly any kids smoke today, right? There's the, the, the number of kids who are in their teens who are actually smoking is probably fifty percent down on you and seventy percent down on me because yeah. it's just like, what are you doing? You're lighting something and inhaling it into your. It's just like, what are you doing that for? You know, I mean, yeah. And they're like, they don't drink as much. Uh, evidence shows as well because like they probably don't write i mean you know my whole my whole concept that we're moving towards uh, subsuming ourselves into technology and becoming one with the thing these are examples of that you know like i know i prefer to sit in and play video games or i prefer to sit in and code i prefer to sit in and and it's great if you're a parent because you don't have to worry about them getting fucking
1: the internet has changed it massively and so like we look at ourselves a lot more that, that's the, the hugest thing. And there's, there's also just different generations. Like, my generation, I got a millennial. I'm mid-millennial. And we were the ones who were told, you can do anything you want. You just have to follow the rules. Which, global housing crisis, all that kind of shit. So we're the generation. It actually doesn't really matter what country you come from. Generally speaking, people around my age, it's just like you were you were sold a fucking dream and it was bollocks. Yeah. The, the generation before us had more freedom and could run around and do whatever we want. We got a little bit of that. Like, we were allowed to play on the streets, but we were the weird generation, then you've got the Gen Z now, and in in many ways they're less crack. But then it's like, it's also, okay, what mean things do you want to say that we're not letting you say? Fair point. They are much more concerned with social justice. And part of that, sometimes I kind of compare them by generation, I go, well, part of it is just their age. Like, if you're not concerned with social justice at 19, 20, 21, you're going to be a fucking arsehole by the time you're 50. But I do think they are much more, because yeah, they've think... the internet. But they have much higher standards and morals and ethics. On The surface, however, so you're not allowed, like, it's not cool to fat shame, it's not cool to make un- unkind jokes, it's not make bigotry is not cool, it's, it's not accepted in the same way it, it is with uh, previous generations. However, there is still a real vicious nastiness. So, the idea that they've become kinder is not necessarily true. I think they've become more puritanical. Explain well, like, it's great that there's more in social justice, it's great that they. Want to change the world, because the world needs changing, that's and that's all great. But I don't necessarily see a personality of twenty year olds now being softer or kinder than 30-year-olds or 40-year-olds. I see them being more self-righteous, which you're supposed to be at 20, but there's like it's more puritanical about what you can and can't do, and it's disgraceful that what, what, what used to fly 15 years ago just doesn't but fly then, anymore. Uh, but I don't see them be having more compassion for one another. I see them being more vicious with one another.
0: No, because the the, the self-righteousness of the 60s and 70s was church and religion-based, and it mm, was... Yeah outrageous I mean it was it, yeah. th- that's the pup we've all been sold and we, and we all agree with but the point that kids today are going to be more self-righteous well
1: I see it it's almost like the new religion yeah but th- there's that similar woke pi- culture well, well yeah woke, woke is, culture there, like, day, day is the right. woke as day right so like when years ago you could be read from the altar for not being pure enough in the Catholic sense now you get called out on Twitter and it's every bit as vicious as like I mean to be read from the altar in the 1960s as an Irish woman was horrific it was horrific it was enough to make a woman hire herself well so is being called out on Twitter
0: but my prediction I mean we're we're, we're doing this podcast at a time when Facebook has been dragged over the ringer again as it should be uh, and Twitter I mean I don't think Twitter and Facebook are going to exist in that capacity in five years time I think something will be done about it because it is fomenting hate and division Mm. all over the place including America and if it's doing it in America someone will come and fix it and I don't know how you fix it. We're talking at a time Facebook are about to, but this bullying that we we're touching on earlier. I mean, I was just remembering recently. And it's actually it's actually uh, two thousand and two November around this time that the Star Wars kid first did, and you hadn't heard of the Star no, Wars. No, you kid. showed me that recently. The Star Wars kid was a viral video in which this guy. I think he was working in a in his high school. I don't know, video production class and he when when everyone left he switched on the camera the or and he got a golf ball retriever uh, and started doing his impression of Darth Maul's lightsaber moves and his name was Gislane Raza and you know he was having fun but then his mates got hold of it and they put it out on the internet and it really affected him and I think he he, he sued four of his schoolmates blaming them for harassment because it went out on the internet. The reason I bring this up was this was like before Twitter. This was before anything. And it was like, Johnny ate my finger, bit my finger. And it was this, the John West salmon ad with the guy kicking the shit out of the bear. There was every now and then something would come along on the internet and go, oh. But this was one that was just a little bit above the bone because it was like, it was, it was mean, it was bullying and it was nasty. And, um, I think they won, he won money and the guy's doing really well now. Um, this Raza guy, you know, I think he came out uh, recent into, you know, about 10 years ago and he's, he's actually an advocate, um, for bully. I mean, what someone called him a pox on humanity online. But again, this is a precursor to the level of bile that comes out on particularly Twitter. Yeah. Um, and you can just say anything and you're also hidden, which is awful. It's a real bully. Thing. I mean, we, we were talking about, like, back in school. I remember um, I caught up with uh, some of my friends from school M- maybe 20 years ago. There were guys in our class who were bullied. I mean, I was bullied a little bit. I was called Tubby because I was about the fourth fattest guy in the class. And I had this idea that there were some guys, you know, I'm not going to mention their names, but there were guys in, in my class who I, you know, would like to apologise to for bullying uh, them. And I actually thought we should, as a group, when we were adults, seek them out and apologize you know some of the guys were badly bullied and you know i even met one guy who i hadn't seen in, t- in 20 or 30 years dg if you're listening uh and 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 he you know i was all catching up over drinks and i said oh and we were talking about this bullying, thing and he said but you the, the, my my memory of you is hitting me with the steel ruler on my arse and nearly you know really hurting me and i'd forgotten about that and it really affected me. I was like really apologetic to him again. I said, "Shit, you know, you've grown up all your life. Whenever my name comes into your head, it's like that's the prick who hit me with a steel ruler." Hmm. Um, now, you know, I didn't hit him in the head or cause him to go to hospital, but like I, I kind the of tried. to... You to whatever your messing was, actually really hurt him
1: and bothered him for, for, him. for
0: twenty. Yeah, and 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 um, that's the sort of uh, you were you were kind of in a classroom where. It was a survival of the fittest and yeah. you had to be always on your guard. So, I mean, I was kind of vaguely amusing in class and there's another guy, Liam, and we used to kind of entertain the class with our tomfoolery and, 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 and uh, witty quips, I like to think. Uh, and that was a way of getting out of it because yeah. you were okay. But they were just assholes. There were real. There were guys in our class who were just bullies. Yeah. And you just, it's just nasty.
1: Well, I mean, like I was viciously bullied all through school until I couldn't take it anymore. Like, I wasn't just one of the people who was picked on. I was the person. I was uh, considered less than human, and it was fair game. And teachers allowed it, took part, congratulated yeah. the people who were such nice girls. I mean, amongst the things that I was bullied for was suicide attempts. I wonder fucking why. And then they'd bully me first. Like, it wouldn't be enough for them to go, yeah. maybe we should actually fuck off and leave her alone. They used to, for a year Such I, they'd bully me because I burst into tears when I was in first year because I got detention and I was so afraid to go home to my dad. And I burst into tears. And the teachers, some of the teachers were like, this isn't quite right, why is she so scared? Um, and I was bullied mercy for that. And then after, for, for family reasons, there was a squad car outside my house one night, which was a very difficult time in my family. And I went when we eventually went back to school, very traumatised, uh, everybody started going, when I walked by. And they did that for about a year and a half solid until somebody told me, oh, that joke is, uh, they go, because they're slagging you because your dad beats her. Yeah, it's, her dad beats her. So I i was autistic. Now, they didn't know that. But I was, I had like, a target on my head. I was a weird kid. First of all, because my parents were so fucking strict. And I spent my entire life growing up absolutely fucking terrified. I was also much smarter than the other kids. And like so even when I was little, it was always like, why do you talk like that? Why do you sound like that? Why do you use those words? And I didn't know how to, I didn't no like oh something I didn't know how to mimic their behaviour. I didn't know what I was doing wrong and I used to try so fucking hard. I'd try when I went home not to be to be perfect, not to be in trouble, to be good, not to disappoint my dad so I wouldn't be in trouble. And then I'd I'd sit up all night worried about going to school and I'd spend the day in school getting treated like shit, wondering what I was doing wrong and if I could just be nicer would people that hate me less. And of course they won't. People don't feel sorry for you while terrified to go home. And that was my fucking life all the way through. Mm-hmm. And what what hurt me most was they didn't not know it. They didn't not know how bad I had it. And maybe they shouldn't have been such cunts to me. They were cunts to me because they knew how bad I had it. And like some people were incredibly vicious, but it was just all the people who were nice people who stood by and watched it. And they knew how bad it was for me. They knew how sick I was. Like I ended up excluded from school because, and the teachers took part. I wasn't allowed to go to the toilet without a bully. They'd they'd choose my class bully to go to the toilet with me and announce the class because she might hang herself there. I was threatened If I didn't go back to school, I'd be put at the locker board. When I went back to school, the teachers humiliated me in front of everyone. Then I was expelled from school. Then they changed their mind. So I ended up with no formal education because I was so badly bullied. And then 10 years later, it was nine years after we uh, graduated, I was added. Like, I changed my name and everything. I have nobody from school on my Facebook. I don't know anybody from when I was growing up. I don't, like, I live in a lovely area, but I don't like being here. I don't, I won't mix here Mm. because of how badly I was treated and how much I was humiliated. Like, I changed my name on Facebook, had nobody, they had no way of finding me, and eventually someone found me, and I was added to a group chat, and I think, I probably just met you, and I remember telling you things that had been said in it, and they'd said some nasty things about a teacher who had cancer, so they were horrible people, but I was added in, and I got to read back what they'd been talking about, and it was just pages and pages of half of my year at school, going, oh my god, have you found her on Facebook, Oh, at her. I thought... I thought she was rotting. Has someone dug her up? I thought she decomposed years ago and then just like laughing at how sick I was and all of those things. And they chose to f- come and find me. They chose to come and find me nine years because they're so fucking stupid. They thought they were in a 10-year reunion nine years after they graduated. And I just thought, ha- I had kids at this stage and a lot of them had kids. And like, they didn't learn. That wasn't enough for them to come and find somebody that they put, that went through even if they thought it was an arsehole how do you not have compassion for someone mm. they actually came and it genuinely did break me for about a week afterwards because I kind of thought like I don't ever have to be that person again I don't even have the same name I will never be her again they can never get to me again and I was in my bedroom with my two, my two children downstairs like out in Appy's my two children school-going age and they managed to get into my bedroom by doing that mm. and it was just so fucking intrusive and so awful and that was worse than everything they did, was knowing that they grew up and they still decided to do that.
0: Hmm. That's terrible. We've, uh, thanks for putting it out on the podcast because I know how how deeply it affects you. And I, I mean, I, I talked to these guys, as I said, who I was in school with and were still friends. And I brought this up and they kind of laughed at me I they said, don't be stupid, that was school. And these are the guys who were, if not bullies, they were fringe. They were yeah. on the fringe. They were the guys who were alright Jack they were the guys who turned you out you gave crime. them an audience they were the guys who went to college and, and got their big jobs and the, the idea that we might go back so your, your former schoolmates are sitting there I mean the way I'd look at that is if it's nine years later and they're still fucking uh, the, the only thing they can talk about is how they bullied you and what the hell happened to you their life must be fairly fucking shallow yeah. but you know it was the same with these guys they were just going and I think, I, I, you know, I, I'll say it now, just even after what you just said, that, the, you know, there are you know, CB, DB, um, COG, DK, IL, CM. You know, these the, the, these are people who may tune into the podcast at some point who were in school with me who were definitely bullied. And I'd like to apologize for any part I had not it. I wasn't the arch bully, but I, you know, you, you travel as a pack and the, the, the person who's bullied is at the mercy of the pack. Yeah. And it's outrageous. Now, I mean, the question I suppose we're toying with here is are today's children, just to get back to where you were going with this puritanical and this self-righteousness, and I think fueled. I mean, can you imagine if we had fucking Twitter back then? I can then? tell
1: you they're not any nicer because my kids are 8 and 10 and I see it. And I've, like I've told you about it in the past couple of weeks, and it's. I know one child who's a good friend of one of my kids has a target on his back, and I can fucking see it. And I've asked my child certain questions... Is this kid target number one? And my kid never allows it, but my kid would have been a very popular child, is not quite so popular at the moment because she won't take she won't take part in it and she won't allow it. it's it's like she's getting shit because you're fucking it up. You we want to ridicule, them, we want to humiliate and you're fucking it up. And every so often they lick up to her every so often to see if they can kind of coax her away, and then they give her shit and they try and embarrass her and humiliate her. It's so interesting to watch it because it's the same classroom I sat in when I was that age. She tells me about it and I go, I can see what they're doing with her. They're 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 literally trying to groom her into whatever it takes to punish her out of, do not get in our way because he's the whipping boy and it's not fair, you're taking it away. And I can see why this child, this is a lovely child, I can see why this child is an easy target, bit quirky, bit different, mm. you know. And it's just so fucking horrible. And the worst part, what bothers me, and I fully intend on having a fucking complaint. I've, I've complained seriously about other stuff in the school, so I'm giving it a week or two break. But I I, I check with my kid every day, and I ensure, like, don't be with those cunts. Do yeah. not take part in that. And she wouldn't, in fairness. She's not that kid. She hates confrontation, but she'd never be a bully. Yeah. And she does have a backbone when it comes to that. But they, they constantly have these bullying talks. And I'm going... Is it the same as 20 years ago when we had safe circles and you'd sit around and everyone says bullying is wrong and it could be hitting or punching or it could be making people feel left out and it's horrible because that really damages people and everyone sits there nodding and says yeah I think it's terrible there's nothing worse and I kind of like you want to shake the teacher and go listen there's no point in doing this talk. No kid thinks they're the bully. No point in doing the talk if you don't go, listen, I'm not going to name names, but some of you in this room who are shaking your head and saying bullying is terrible, you are a bully. Mm -hmm. I have seen you do it. And I want everybody to sit here honestly with themselves and ask themselves, is there any child, and don't name names, but is there any child in this class who has ever gone home feeling shitty about themselves because of something I did or I took part in or because I thought I'd sneer at them? And I'm telling you, an awful lot of you with your bums on your seats now. I'm not telling you you're bad people, but an awful lot of you going on about how bad bullying is. It's you. I've seen it. So have a good hard look at yourselves. But teachers don't do that to kids. Well, I think
0: I mean, I, I would blame, you know, we had, we had a t- one particular teacher called Bulldog back in the day and he was an absolute fucking prick. He was a bully. who should never have been a teacher. He was an arsehole. Mm-hmm. And I hope he died a very painful, burny death. And if you're still alive and listening to this, shame on you. But, you know, you end up with a schooling situation which isn't changing or developing as fast with, with, with mm. technology and with the way society and with the way what industry needs to be coming out of school. And it's almost squid game Yeah. Even within a working class school or, or a, an upper class school, there's still a survival of the fittest. Yeah. And you're, you're being taught by your father to don't trust anybody and make money and you can be the number one and we're going to get you I to I do college.
1: honestly think it's much worse in more affluent schools.
0: Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I certainly don't think... The sort of be certainly from a boys' school, the sort of violence that you would get in a in a affluent school is a lot less than
1: yeah, you get. But I it's think. much more vicious.
0: But the the, 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 the psychological, psychological way that there's probably a better vocabularies at work where they can actually think and 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 I, mean, well, and do I stuff,
1: mean, you know. I knew was home by his ankles off balcony against Old Abbey.
0: Hmm, hmm. Yeah, no. I mean, and I again, I, I, he
1: wasn't right for years later.
0: I mean I remember coming we, and our school was up the mountains. There was a little shop down the road. We went down there sometimes at lunchtime to smoke and buy a can or something. And I remember walking back to the school, and one of the guys in our class was coming down this driveway. And it gets miles to the bus stop, and he's five miles from his house, six miles from his house. So he used to get a bus, and he's just soaking wet. He's been thrown into the pool, and his, his school bag's wet. He's completely wet. His glasses are back skewways. He's just soaked straight yeah. through. And I, we're, I mean, it's we're just, a just looking at him thing. going by. I mean, and that gang that I was walking up with uh, would have been probably in the environs of watching that happen yeah. 15 minutes previously. It's a
1: horrible thing, yeah. but even and like, it's the hurt of what happened that's worse. And I don't just mean 20, 30 years later, even in the moment when you're walking home soaked, no matter how uncomfortable it is, no matter what bad thing is happening to you, so you're experiencing the pain of it right there, and then the hurt is worse, even then.
0: But would you, I mean, how would you react? So you you, you, you stumble-bummed your way into some WhatsApp group where they were still talking about you back in the day. If, if there was a, a kind of a movement that people decided, you know what, we do owe an apology to some people, would it make a difference or not? Oh, do you prefer to f- um, forgive and forget? I was thinking about this forget, actually. To not forgive and forget. <laughs>
1: I was thinking about this actually because I because I had that experience and like if or if I was in somebody's company anyway and they chose to kind of quietly say to me maybe a few drinks, I'm going, are you okay? Because I know you have got a shit time in school and I should have spoken up for you. I don't. I was probably a cunty at times as well and I'm I'm just I'm really fucking sorry about that. That I would appreciate. However seeking somebody out to apologize because if you had somebody that you needed to apologize to realistically it'd be you'd look for them on Facebook and if you're not connected to them the issue there is if you've tormented somebody have a look and see if they have anybody from school on there like mine like because in my situation I did everything I mean that's not the only reason I changed my name but I literally changed my fucking name by depot at 18 mm. like I, I cut myself I'd never ever want to be that person again So to come and find me, when I and and to be honest, I've been through hell and back since then, and I still managed to survive. But the idea that this fucking childhood shit managed to come and get me was just, after all I'd fucking been through in my 20s, was just too fucking much. Mm. So I don't know. I think it depends on the person. If you did decide that there was somebody that you wanted to touch base with, whether it be that you're awful to them or just, you know what, you've got a really shit time in school and... I probably joined in or I certainly laughed along, or I certainly didn't stand up for you and I just want to say I'm really sorry about that. I've been thinking about it a lot. I think that's fine. Send them that message but you're not entitled to a response and you don't get to get pissy if they don't respond.
0: Absolutely. absolutely. I think
1: that's the point because you're doing it for yourself but you are also bringing something up for them. Well, and I mean,
0: I, in, in this case, I literally am not doing it for myself. You know, I, I don't have a huge level. I mean, when, when, when something happened with that friend about the ruler, that freaks me out a bit. Yeah. But I don't have a huge conscience issue save to say that there were guys in the class who got it bad and i just thought what a what a show of of fucking maturity and growing up uh for and it was a small class there were only about yeah. 23 I mean, how many is. guys did i list there five or six there was a small class of about 25 people and this was 20 years ago we first discussed i haven't brought it up too much since because no one's interested and and maybe the people who were on the the receiving end were not interested but I just thought what a sign of maturity to be able to just go back and say you didn't have a good time I apologise for my role in it or any role I had in it because I'm an adult not to solve my conscience I think and to maybe make it better to know that that person was not a fucking problem that we were the problem I I think there's
1: two parts of that one is you know it's far too fucking late and you shouldn't have gone through what you want but I just want to you're owed an apology and I'm really fucking sorry that whether it was I was a cunt here or whether I let you down because everybody who was there should have done something about it. And we all took part and we all provided an audience. And I'm really fucking sorry. I was immature. I was a kid. But you were also a kid and you didn't fucking deserve that. And I'm now an adult and I just want to say, yeah. Jesus, I'm sorry about that. I think it's fair enough that someone to, to give that person. And then hopefully whoever's been bullied or had a shit time has been OK in life. But even if they have been OK in life, that will still matter to them. Hearing it wasn't your fault. You didn't deserve
0: it. And I am fucking sorry. And I am embarrassed. Yeah. I am well, ashamed of myself. I, I have absolutely <laughs> zero traction with any of my mates on this uh, at all. Right. And and by the way, we're all as guilty as each other. And, yeah. and some of some of them, the list I made were, were actual bullied. And then, as I said, myself and a few others were sometimes bullied. And then there were hardcore people who didn't do it. This is a topic that may get a lot more traction from new I, I find when we we talk about addiction or bullying or stuff like that that yeah. a lot of people come to the show who don't normally come to the show and maybe if there were if there were i'm just conscious that there if there was a if there were kids listening who are being bullied uh, i'm not a great one to talk to about that given i'm not in the current climate raising children but you are and you've just experienced it what would you say to a a um you know a kid who's listening into this in in his dark or her dark room trying to get some sort of insight into how to fucking fix things for themselves
1: okay. I would say to a kid there's nothing you've done that deserves it like I've kind of grown up at times and gone through my own work and gone when I'm feeling shit going okay maybe I, maybe maybe you're an arsehole maybe you're a pain in the fucking hole maybe you're no fun you're irritating maybe all those things are true you still don't deserve to feel like shit and nobody deserves to be crying themselves to sleep at night. not your fucking fault that you have to exist in the world and you're not there for people to kick you. You're, and the thing is, you're probably not a pain in the hole, but maybe you are. So what? You still deserve compassion, so you have to have compassion for yourself. Second of all, it probably is you. There probably is something about you that makes you a target, but that doesn't mean that you're the problem. If This is the controversial bit, the tough lesson I learned. Just because you're bullied as a kid and you grow up, you you won't actually always be the victim. You might... Because I don't have a wide circle of friends. I don't really trust people that much. I don't hate people. I don't trust people. But I can be quite quite popular when I want to. And everybody rallies around me. And I've watched bullying within the activist community. And people sometimes have bitched about me but are afraid to use my name while they've fucking lambasted each other. And I got away with quite a bit uh, online and no one fucking says boo to me. And the only reason is because... People think I'm really tough and I'm really funny online and they have no idea how vulnerable I am. And the lesson I had to learn is no matter how nice you are, they won't feel sorry for you and they won't take pity on you. So you have to tell them to fuck off.
0: Well, you've you've come through the ringer. And what I always say about this, and I'm a bit the same, particularly in my career, for example, is beware the person who has nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. You've got you got you've got to a point where yeah. like doesn't matter anymore. No yeah. I've been so badly hurt I can't be hurt any worse. Yeah. So I can come out as the don, right. or I can come out defending or fighting people's corners, which is what you've kind of done. Yeah. You've channeled a lot of it that Because what are you
1: gonna do? How are you gonna hurt me anymore? Like there's nothing what, that could possibly but, fucking be done to me at this but what, stage. But what, but what if
0: happened? it's a you know, what what can a kid well, for, do?
1: Well for a kid, what I would say is, you know, sometimes you just have to ride it out and go, Okay, I'm not gonna be here forever, next year I'm going to move on. You might want to change schools. But you, if you, when you do get your change, and for some kids, you'll blossom. But then you're a you new to, boy or a new girl. Well, no, but sometimes, but, for, for some people, you will blossom when you go to college and you leave behind all these shites that are going to be working behind the fucking deli counter. So they're not really going to be your problem. You'll find your tribe. And for a lot of people, you do find your tribe when you get older. But for right now, okay, adults see it. They just don't want to fucking help. They don't care. Now, if it's bad and if you need something sorted, what you need to do is stop making it so comfortable for everyone to ignore it which is something I still struggle with because sometimes I'm out and someone's particularly rude to me and it could be somebody belonging to you and I'll just behave myself because I wouldn't want to let you down you don't want to cause a scene and I've just realised I'm allowing myself to be treated like shit and people are doing it because they know that I'll keep quiet and I don't want to make a scene and if you're a kid who's being let down by adults stop making it so easy for stop, make yourself a problem because they won't help unless you make yourself a problem I think we're going off from this thing of nothing particular specific is bad enough. But like, if you were in work, if you were working in, in in an office and there was HR and you were getting shit, you would be warned by anybody, keep a log of it, keep a log of it, because no, no particular issue seems bad enough. Yeah. But when you keep a note of this, 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 and this, and they're not seen as childish, petty, whingebag things to do if you're in the workplace. So if you're in a school and you've no fucking choice but to be there every day and kids are much worse, if that's what a, a mature 40-year-old should be doing and nobody thinks that's babyish, you should do it then. And then, Get someone who will help you, whether it be a parent or somebody older, if they will help you, and approach your teachers or find a fucking teacher and like and say, I have this problem and I don't feel it's being taken seriously. And I have to say, Miss So-and-So was there and she heard the comments and Mr So-and-So was there on that occasion and I feel it's not being taken seriously and I want something done about it. But you have to make adults uncomfortable.
0: I think that there's a an underlying snitches get stitches thing that goes on here as well where you're, you know, I think that's a great idea. If you are listening to this and you are being bullied, the very starting point is journal what ha- the incidents that happen. I mean, also yeah. from a point of looking back in them, and maybe they're not as bad. In, 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 maybe something that hurt you really badly for five weeks ago was, was done in jest and you just couldn't take the joke or you're. Yeah. You know, so I'm not belittling that, but it's just often good to look back yeah. at it. Write it down, but also th- you're encouraged not to tell your parents because that's a sign of weakness. And I think kids are often worried that their parents are going to either overreact, do the wrong thing, yeah. Guys are going to get wheeled you out. I think
1: it's going to be made worse, right? If you go if you tell tales, it's going to be made worse. They and your mummy and daddy and teachers can't make them like me, so if I tell tales, then I'm just a rat. And what I would say to that is. They don't fucking like you now. Stop stop being yeah. nice and thinking that they're going to have compassion yeah. for you. You have to stand up for them one way or the other, whether it be telling them to fuck off, whether it be making trouble for them. But behaving yourself and trying to make yourself smaller and get out of everybody's way hasn't stopped them kicking you. So stop being their fucking football.
0: And then the other thing I'd add is if you're not the bully, but you're encouraging or you're standing idly by or you're, you know, it's like the the Nazis. I didn't do anything. I just switched on the gas when yeah. someone said, switch on the gas. Did I know all those people were going to die in there? Well, yes, but I didn't actually force them to breathe the gas. So there's this, you know, there's this yeah. circle around bullying that Look, allows and condones it and laughs at it and, and yeah. maybe doesn't actually do any out it's, of it's the, the bullying. It's the same
1: in every class I've ever been It mixes of all. If you've got 20 kids, you've got one or two that are, fucking evil little pricks, right? In a class of 20 kids, standard, you always have one or two evil little fucks. Then you've got four or five that are quite inclined to be dickheads and will happily jump on the bandwagon. Then you've got one or two on the good side. You probably won't have one that'll stand up for you, but you'll have one or two that'll turn on their heel and walk away because they don't want to be involved, but they're not brave enough to stick up for you. But they do feel bad. And so the vast majority in between will just happily take part and will piggyback on your pain. And I would say... I have a much bigger issue with those people. The cunts have something wrong with them. Yeah. And just so you know, and I'm not trying to give you a hard time, but just straight up anyone listening going, Well, I wasn't the bully. I mean, I'm lucky I wasn't, but I wasn't the one that got bullied. You were worse. Hmm. So you should feel embarrassed. You hmm. should feel ashamed. Yeah. Do something about it. And stop being that person. And make sure your kids aren't that person.
0: Well, that's the other thing I was going to say. Teach they... your
1: kids. You are just as fucking bad. You're fucking. If that creepy little prick who can't help being an arsehole is being a bully, if you're encouraging him. He won't do it without an audience. You're making it okay. And you're taking part in it. And you're, you're patting yourself on the back going, sure, I don't have... have I, I wasn't doing anything. If you know that there's someone who gets picked on in your class and you know that you're not the bully, you are the bystander. You are the fucking worst.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you don't hear... Like, that's what I'm saying. Parents, if you're listening to this, you know if your kid's an evil little fuck, Right. That You'll sense, you'll have spidey senses that your kid could be a bully. Yeah. And if you have a spidey sense that your kid's a bully, he probably or she is a bully. You know, if you have a kid who seems to be doing okay, ask the question, is there some bullying going on? Yeah. Not of you. Are you standing by? Are you scared? I mean, actually, the reason you stand by is you're scared. Because if you actually stand up or you do, certainly back in my day, you're going to be next cab off the rank when it comes to being thrown into the pond or whatever it was. So you just have to... It's a survival of the fittest to not get... It's like a fucking zebra, right? Oh, there's a lame zebra. I'll hang near him because the lame zebra is going to get taken down by the lions and I'll get away.
1: Yeah, but I, I think there are a few levels of it. There's the level of turning on your heel and kind of walking away and breaking up, not making an audience, even if you haven't got... That's something. It's not good enough, but it's something. And I get that people can't always do the right thing. There's... Say nothing or putting the head down, but don't encourage. But to be quite honest with you, all the people who grow up when they're like 40 or 50 you go, I was a bystander and I probably should have said it and I didn't. My whole, you did take part, you just don't remember because it didn't hurt you and you didn't do the really bad stuff, but you egged them on.
0: Yeah, my job is is coming up with advertising, communication solutions to this. And I can't understand why there's not every kid. on. Does every kid have a phone now from yeah. in school? So, you know, why, why is there not an app that's just a bullying app? that's completely confidential, you can film surreptitiously, you can type in the school that you're in, the fucking class, what yeah. happened at lunch today. And you know where it goes? It goes to the t- headmaster and be, your yeah, mother. You there know? Should, well,
1: there should be a, a, a guidance counselling app where it, it might be a fucking anonymous suggestion about that but basically you put in, I'm worried about Sean, he's very withdrawn. It might be because I think you're suicidal, I haven't seen your bully, but I'm really worried about his mental health. He doesn't seem right. I saw her throwing away her sandwiches at lunchtime and she's actually, I'm worried about her. Or they're giving him shit. Or they're giving me yeah. shit. You name a name and it doesn't go any further. It goes into the fucking guidance so, council so department.
0: You, forget about I forget about guidance councils. In, in a school... Well, there's you know, no, if, I mean,
1: that's the person in the school that it, looks after okay, that. Okay, but if
0: you're the principal and your fucking bullying app is blowing yeah. up, that is like... You know, you're having workday incidents in a factory, health and safety, and you need to fucking get to the bottom of it. for
1: example, if you see Duren's name coming up time and time again, then you go, we have been turning a blind eye, this is a problem. And it's going to come up on our system. If anything happens to her, it's going to come up on our system that we did fuck all about and her name came up time and time and time again.
0: And you will have... Ways of skinning the data. You'll be able to type in a student's name. You'll be able to see how many times it gets mentioned. You'll be yeah. able to type. A, you'll be able to type a teacher's name. You'll yeah. have a class That's name. The problem
1: with a particular teacher, but and like this doesn't cost doesn't else, anything. No, it's easy. This it's is it.
0: free to do, right? What the, I mean, po- this the is point like- is?
1: Teachers don't bother their fucking. Home. And I'm not. Some do. And I had teachers who tried. And I had teachers who tried to look after me and protect me from other teachers. And they, I, I, like the one in particular was Catherine O'Keefe. She was brilliant. I know she took an awful lot of shit for it
0: so if this is nothing to do with teachers, this can be done without matter. the teaching community even being but it interested. Matter, if they, they, don't. they have to no, no. their
1: fucking hole. That's this will the shame them care. into yeah, fixing it. that's my okay?
0: point. Okay, so the, the, the teachers' union will probably go, oh, we can't have, you know, an app where kids are just giving out. But yeah, we can actually. That's yeah. one of the things that technology is bringing to us, right? Yeah. And God forbid it might help in other countries like where Boko Haram are riding into schools yeah. trying to nick girls. You know, maybe they can hit panic buttons. I don't know. Maybe there's panic buttons built into this. There has to be some kind of app that someone can develop on a phone that can allow students to report safely to... You
1: know, welfare concerns,
0: Discuss, yeah. yeah. And and also for it to be shared with parents so that the kids doesn't get into trouble and that, you know, someone, whoever's mm-hmm. listening to this shit who's in technology, go out and fucking build that app and, and uh, let's be... done with it. One of the great sort of nice things that maybe we can finish on because it's been a pretty heavy podcast and a lot of that was in your honesty in, in talking about what happened to you. But I think I told you about this. There was a guy called Darren Goulding on Twitter um who's a big fan of Peter Crouch. Peter Crouch is a Liverpool, ex-Liverpool fan. He's about six foot seven or eight, uh, beanpole. And he has his own podcast, which I haven't listened to, but apparently is great. And this guy called Darren Goulding said, I've never laughed as much first thing in the morning. He's saying it to Peter Crouch on Twitter. Driving to a course that I have these last couple of days listening to your pod. Some of the stories are just brilliant. Smiley face, right? Send it to Peter Crouch and send it to Peter Crouch podcast. And this bird, this girl replies like she looks like she's twerking in her in her in her photograph. What do you expect here? Him to be like, oh, cheers, Daz G ninety three. Really enjoyed making it. Thanks for the feedback. Enjoy your course, fella, with sort of eye rolls and just you know vomit faces. And then Peter Crouch (laughs) replied to him, and Peter Crouch's face, he went. Cheers, Daz, G93. Really enjoyed making it. Thanks for the feedback. Enjoy of course.
2: <laughs> and, this, and
0: so just maybe the way to yeah. wrap it is, is, is the power of bullying a bully and the power of humour, you yeah. know, and the power of, you know, using wit yeah. to bring down people who are using bile is, yeah. is, is, I mean, it's kind of what we do a and little bit. Is,
1: like I see it sometimes, you don't always have to attack and go, that's not cool, It can't be able do you, do you ever like be in a group and someone says something really cunty and you go or even if it's aimed at you and it's like like I've done this sometimes where someone's slagging you but I know they weren't having a go but it was a bit too it was a bit too fucking bitchy and rather than go that was that was a bit too far thanks and I'd be serious I'd go Jesus I'm, like that was a bit fucking salty Christ that, you're all right, you can like even that is kind of you don't always have to have a confrontation but you can kind of embarrass someone and draw attention to it that was a lot. That was a, fucking, that was a
0: bit much. <laughs> like, well, I mean, it's particularly important because, you know, what's going on with the woke, with the explosion and the collapse of the left, it's almost the, the collapse of the left, as I said to you recently, to me, is starting to smell like a right-wing conspiracy that yeah. we're going to create this ridiculous left that most sane Thinking liberal-ish yeah. people go, what the fuck is this? Yeah. And it could be, it could be like again, foment division within the left, which is totally happening now. Mm. But that whole woke thing is getting out of control, and it's also bullying. Oh, you know, now, I, they go, no, it's you're bullying us. No, it is the most no. vicious bullying you know? I have
1: ever seen because it's self righteous and because they don't have to see the person they're looking at. But the th- like I, I'm in a lot of wokey circles, and I, I stay in them just out of pure fucking nosiness, to be quite honest with you. And it's 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 all about kindness and goodness and social justice. I have never seen, I mean, there are people that I don't agree with and I don't like. I've never seen anybody on other sides, or maybe with less progressive opinions, be as fucking cruel. But the like, the pylons I've seen, I've sat there, I've genuinely have contacted people going, Are you okay? Just leave that group. You yeah. don't need notifications. I've, I've contacted admins and had fucking rows with them. I, I don't get involved in commenting things, except if I see someone get piled on, because it's just, it doesn't matter what age you are, it's fucking horrific. It's
0: horrific. To anyone bullying, being bullied out there, to anyone being beaten up over their w- points of view, before being not woke enough, or being a, a, a bigot, or being a racist, or whatever. You know, if you are a racist, you deserve some of what you get. Okay, you deserve some of what you get. But we're living in a world where I think too many tick people mm. have access to too much and can shout and roar loud at people. I get it. There's people out there going, "Yeah, well, you're just saying that because it's not what you agree with," and we're you know. David Chappelle, I thought, is going through the ringer right now and he's being very brave and we need yeah. to support him. I don't agree with everything he says, uh, but I love his comedy and he's a f- mm. he's that's his job. His job is to make people laugh and the trans community, uh, I totally support and hate the fact that the trans community, we just talked a lot of this podcast about homosexuality and how bad it was and it's the same for a lot of trans people, but it's getting out of control. Yeah.
1: Well, oppression, oppression points doesn't make it okay for you to be a bully. And you can still be a bully if you're oppressed. And the one thing I would leave, my, my point that I would leave to people is, it's very easy to have compassion for people you like. The trick is we're asking you to have compassion and humanity for people you don't like.
0: That's a good place to end it. We'll see you next time on A Pint with Shoni B. And there's a couple of links at the bottom of the podcast blurb for anyone who may have, uh, wants to find out more information about some of the topics that we talked about i leave you with uh, something light-hearted, which is bullying in the priesthood. A fantastic expose. By Don't our, be a bullier, By our
2: friends in
0: the day today. Bye.
2: Bye. ...featured in a full report on the Church of England, which is coming up now.
0: If you mention the Church of
1: England to most people, they immediately think of the sacraments and the holy blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. But to many within the Church, there is another ritual the ritual of the bullying ritual. Ex-curate Peter Litterton was intimidated by his very first vicar.
2: I went to the bathroom to wash after dinner and I found my flannel in the toilet. Another time I went into the bathroom and all the bristles, bar one, had been cut off from my toothbrush. Another time he put bleach in my shaving cream and Mrs Cape stifled a giggle.
1: This is St Barley's Church in Coventry. Barley's vicar Bobby Skye is a former bully himself, but has now decided to speak out.
2: If a young deacon was being inordinated, then during the inordination ceremony, uh, we would hum during his sermon, so we would be going, mm-hmm trying to speak um, and not knowing who was humming. We, How many we were, of you were humming? About 200 of us, 200 vicars, all going, hm.
0: But while some are brave enough to speak out, others
1: are still quietly being beaten up. Here in the vestry of St Champs in Coventry, we secretly rigged up one of our cameras to record some bad ecclesiastical hurting.
2: I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Bishop, I'll do it again. I'm, I'm sorry, sorry, Bishop, I'll do again. Why are you always being such an arse, hmm? Hmm? Don't know, I, don't, I don't know Bishop. I don't know Bishop, I don't know Bishop. Foley properly! Yes Bishop. <laughs> yes, I, I was collecting up the hymn books, books very well, these exact books. Yes. Yeah. And I was stacking them, like so. Yes. Yeah. And I'd stacked up to my chin. I see. So I was at, uh, really at full stretch with about 30 hymn books. And he said, come on Peter. You can fit another one in there. I said, No, I, I can't Reverend cape, I really can't. And he pushed one in. He said, You can fit another one. I said, I can't, and he pulled my hair right back. Yeah. And so my head was like this. I thought I thought I, I was going to choke. And then he ran along this pew like right Threw the books. Pick them up. Pick them up. Did you do look a rather foolish boy, Tom? Clean it up. We'll be back later. <laughs> The bullying has got to stop. Stop the bullying. Start taking care of your flock. Pick on someone your own size. God's bigger than all of us. And since we've recorded that report, everybody featured in it has lost their hair.